Ahoy! Welcome to episode 20 of Bottom of the Stream. Yes, back on the boat. Yeah, for the 20th time. Crazy times. Sometimes it feels like we never get off this boat. It's true. Sometimes we never do. <laughs> Depending on how good the movie is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my name is Adam, this is Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. You are? I don't know why I did it like <laughs> I don't that. know. It's new. We're, we're still doing new things in the 20th episode. Never catch on. How are you doing this week? Yeah, good. Good. I, it, it's cooled down a bit. Yeah, it's not as warm tonight. Was, the last two episodes were baking. We were sweltering. We were. Up here. But um, no, it's a bit more climate controlled. Yeah, we're a bit more, less sweaty tonight. Yeah. It's not going to be a sweaty episode, this one. Yeah, I've got clothes on and everything. Yep. Well, we've never usually done that. <laughs> this is the first time for everything. Watched anything good at the top of the stream this week? Uh, queer Eye. Lots of Queer Eye. Lots of Queer Eye. <laughs> Lots of Queer Eye. Yeah. I imagine that's the missus totally making you watch that. Yeah, but I do quite like it. Dude, I've never seen it. I don't it's, even know what it's about. It's um, especially like a makeover show. And, right. and they'll pick five gay guys and they've all got a different specialty. So one's like hair, one's clothes, oh, right. makeup. Okay. and But it's also a part like property development because they'll spruce up the house or the garden oh, okay. or whatever of this person who's been nominated. It sounds um, right up your street. It's good. It's, good. <laughs> it's all right. It's not, but some of the stories are like really touching and heartwarming. And, mm. Yeah, it's all right. Go and check that out then. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's our target audience. No. Well, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Who knows? It's fine. I finished Orange is the New Black last night. All right, okay, yeah. I watched the last episode last night. Overall thoughts, non-spoilery, because I haven't watched. No, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But it's not the best season they've done. But I'm really going to miss that show. I really am going to miss Orange Is the New Black. So I think there's a difference with TV and films. With films, a film lives or dies on its story, whereas I think a TV show lives or dies on its characters, and they have really good characters. You know, there was over four dozen characters they had to finish the story for. Really, (laughs) that's a lot. I mean, and they they managed it. I think. Generally, I really like that show. When it's good, it's brilliant. Yeah, I thought the two series with the riots. Yeah, was excellent. Yeah, but it did have a couple of duff. There's one series, series I can't never remember if it's season two or season three. That's goddamn awful, yeah. and I cannot remember which one it is. But after that, I thought it's just been consistent. Yeah, and I will really miss it. There's some really good performances in that show. Yeah, really good. Are. The other thing I've been watching, which is not new, I don't know if it's really at the top of the stream, but I've just rewatched Peep Show. I've just oh yeah, finished it. British, I, I did that British recently sitcom. as well. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's definitely, definitely. It's one of the best sitcoms ever made. Yeah. Yeah, go out, definitely go out there and do that. Right, shall I do the socials? Yeah, go for it. Please follow us on Twitter, BOTS underscore podcast. Twitter's blowing up a little bit this week. Instagram is the same, BOTS underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com and the website is bottom of the stream dot podbean dot com where you will find the stream table and every film that we have reviewed so far. Very well done. Thank you. Slick. I also want to say we've had two downloads from two new countries this week. So we've never had a download in Mexico before until this week. Excellent. And we've also had a download in Belgium this week. Love the Belgians. If that is you, get in touch. We'd like to hear from you. Breaking new ground. Welcome on board. Good. Exciting. Yeah, definitely. What should we talk about? So like, before we talk about this film. Yeah. Do you want to play another game? Oh, I love your games. So, yes, let's. So we, we played a game a few weeks ago, a Nicolas Cage game. The Nicolas Cage game. What was Nicolas Cage in more films this year than last year? Yeah. Well, I've got a, a new game this week. Cool. I, I, it's only got a bit of a tenuous link to this week's film, though. <laughs> okay. So, Is it how many films has Ryan Felipe been in? No, oh. no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 um, I think 
some of the characters in this film we're about to talk about, Wish Upon, yeah, made some pretty bad decisions. You could say that. <laughs> and they might have made better decisions if they'd have been guided by a wise man. Yeah. So who would you say is like one of the wisest men on earth? Who's like well known for like spouting guidance and Russell Brand? No, <laughs> like a like a almost a religious figure. I don't know. Respected the Dalai Lama. Exactly okay. the Dalai Lama. Almost Russell Brand. <laughs> so he's got a really good Twitter. He's a good follow on Twitter. Oh really? The I don't follow him. Um, who knew? <laughs> and he he gives a lot of sage advice. Okay, where's this going? Well, there's another person I follow who gives a lot of sage advice. Yeah, and that is actor, professional wrestler. And well-known beefcake, John Cena. <laughs> well-known beefcake. Yeah. Did you think you could tell the difference? Oh. <laughs> from their tweets of who said what? I would like to think I can. Do you want to have a go? Yes, I do want to have so a go. So I've invented this game and I've called it Hunk or Monk. <laughs> Excellent, let's play Hunk or Monk. So if you think John Cena said it, say Hunk. Okay. And if it's the Dalai Lama... Monk. Are you saying that the Dalai Lama is not a hunk? Well, he, he might be. I'm pretty sure John Cena's not a monk. <laughs> Depends on your viewpoint, I suppose. Okay. Right, so I've got five tweets. Cool. Because otherwise we could be here all night. That was not really tenuous link to this film. <laughs> <Yeah. though. laughs> so, okay. Five tweets. Go for it. So you tell me who you think tweeted this. Right, so first one. Kindness is a wonderful example of tolerance and acceptance for the existence of those around us. It is also something that we directly control. Wow. Wow. Um, monk. No, it's hunk. <laughs> oh, damn you, John Cena. Right, let's try this one. Developing inner values is much like physical exercise. The more we train our abilities, the stronger they become. The difference is that unlike the body, when it comes to training the mind, there is no limit to how far we can go. That's a long tweet. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to say Cena Hunk. No, it's not. Oh, I'm rubbish at this game. I was better at the Nicolas Cage game. Well, I'd, yes, you're not great. Um, <laughs> right, okay, let's try another one. Within each of us exists the potential to contribute positively to society, although one individual among so many on this planet may seem too insignificant. It is our personal efforts that will determine the direction our society is heading. Oh my God. Um, monk. Correct. Yes. <laughs> that was tough though. That could have been either of them. I think that's kind of the point of the game. <laughs> is that who's wiser? Yeah. It's, it's scary that it's so close. All right, so that's one out of three. Right, a couple left then. Right. Okay. I can still do this. Yeah, you can still get a winning average. It is very difficult to face those who cause you pain and ask for sympathy. Understand that we all go through many trials in life and just because you are hurt by someone should not close you off to the fact that they may be hurt as well. That has to be Hunk. It is Hunk. Yes, that had to be seen. He loves filling his tweets up. Yeah. Two-two. Two-two. Right, deciding one. Come back from behind. Last one. Working on every part of the Bumblebee movie was great because I believed in the cast, the crew, and most importantly, the story of the film. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the Bumblebee movie, but I don't think the Dalai Lama's in it. Or is he? I'm going Cena. Yeah, Punk. correct. Yes, I won. Came from behind and won. Good comeback. Thank you. That's it. That's the end of the game. Excellent. So, <laughs> I like that game. I like your games. Okay, so shall we talk about 
Wish upon. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, Wish Upon is a 2017 film. It is a 15. It is one hour and 30 minutes exactly. And it's exactly 5 out of 10 on IMDb. So, it's, it loves being, it loves its round numbers. Uh, stars Joey King as Claire. Ryan Felipe as Jonathan, who is their dad. And Ki Hong Lee as Ryan. Do you remember, do you know what Ryan Felipe always makes me think of? Go on. Uh, do you remember the film Way of the Gun? Mm, I've heard of it I don't know if I've seen it and it's like him and Benicio Del Toro and they're two hitmen and they're trying to help Juliette Lewis who is pregnant Mm, get to safety I remember lending it to you I think and you told me that you started to watch it with your parents and you had to turn it off because there was about 50 C-bombs in the first (laughs) yeah I do remember that 10 minutes yeah that's what he always makes me think of that (laughs) He's, he's getting on a bit now it made me feel he old because he, he used to be like, for his age, he did though he used to be the this. young guy in the films and yeah. he was playing the dads um, directed by John Leonetti who uh, who's comes from good stock in horror films does he? yes why? he directed Hannibal okay Is that good? I've not seen it I've not seen it either but it's supposed to be good isn't it a, a whole like franchise? yeah there's a whole franchise it spins off I think from the Insidious franchise okay or The Conjuring it might be one or the other um, he also directed The Silence which is at the top of the stream on Netflix at the minute. It's their big uh, top of the stream horror type film. I've, I've seen the trailer for that, yeah. It's I've like, seen it, it's good. Oh, it is good. It is good, yeah. It's is it their rip-off of The Quiet, the quiet place. place? Yeah. He yeah. was also the cinematographer. Right, he's more famous as a cinematographer than a director. Do you want to know the list of films that he's been the cinematographer yeah. on? He was the cinematographer on Insidious 1 and 2. Right. Piranha 3D. Okay. The Mask. Mortal Kombat. Child's Play 3. Hot Shots Part 2, The Scorpion King, and The Conjuring. Okay, he's so he, been around. Then. He has been around. He's been around for a long time, and he comes from good stock. So as soon as I read that, it gave me a... No, I've seen Insidious. I say this. You know last week I was saying I don't really like ghost films. Yeah. Turned Insidious off. Why? It's too scary. Because it was too creepy. Yeah. It freaked me out too much. I've never gone back to it since. So I was expecting big things when I saw his name come up. I get them all mixed up, I must be honest. Like things yeah. like Insidious, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. All the Annabelle conjuring things. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I think Insidious and the Conjuring and Annabelle are all in the same cinematic universe. Well, right, okay. I believe, but I might be wrong. I noticed a couple of other things he directed. Okay. So you mentioned he sim- cinematographized the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Directed the second one. Directed the second one? Yeah. Which no one wow. watched. Nobody watched. Butterfly Effects. Oh, was it? Two. That? Oh. <laughs> I directed that as well. Is that the one with Ashton Kutcher in the first one? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that in an empty cinema. Why? It was just me and this other person oh, okay. that we went. Oh, okay. Me and two people. I went with two people who you do know. And yeah, it was just the three of us in the cinema. Cozy. I'll tell you who it is afterwards because you'll, really, you'll be really surprised. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Another little fact about Wish Upon is that in 2015 it was put onto the Hollywood blacklist. Really? Yes. Now, do you oh, know what the blacklist is? I do. It is so. It is. It is basically the uh, list of the top potential, you know, it's, high potential unmade scripts that have been looking around. That is published on the second Friday of December every year, and it is the best screenplays that have yet to be made. Yeah. So this guy takes a survey of all these like movie producers and directors and things, and 
he makes this list and he publishes it every two weeks, uh, the second week in December every year. Now, there's been some really successful films that have been on the blacklist and are now successfully award-winning films, such as Argo, American Hustle, Juno, The King's Speech, Slumdog Millionaire, Spotlight, The Revenant, The Descendants and Hallow High Water. So this film is in really good nick before you even start. <laughs> Great director with a good good uh, pedigree and it's been on the blacklist, which is sometimes a bad thing, but sometimes a good thing. Okay. I'm a little bit surprised it was on that list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's interesting though. Uh, well, you might be, but I thought when I saw that, I thought I'll, uh, it's a good yeah. bit of content for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a one word review? Um, no. Uh, okay. Let me um, let me think about it. Give me give me a minute. No, <laughs> you've had ages. Um, I'm not gonna sit here with dead air. I would say stupid. Wow, that's the first time I think you've been like scathing in your one word review. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> okay. But stupid can be good sometimes. Sometimes. Listen on. We'll yeah, listen out. on. This is going to be an interesting one, people. Right. So let's get into it then. Do you want to begin? Yeah, so the, the basic premise of yeah. this film is essentially we are following uh, Claire, who yeah. is played by Joey King. Yes. And she lives at home with her father, who is Jonathan, played yes. by Ryan Felipe. Claire and Jonathan Shannon. And Claire's mother, which we see in sort of the the first scene, yeah. uh, committed suicide. She does, she yeah. was a young girl yeah when claire was a young girl. when claire was a young girl so we see this woman throw out a sort of package wrapped in a blanket yeah she puts in a trash can and the dog knows it's bad because he yeah, sort the of dog whines at it whines at it and stares at it and claire goes out and plays on a bike she goes up uh goes sometime later goes back in the house up into the lo- into the attic yeah um i said loft then Is it loft or attic it's loft unless for an american audience it's attic and we've got a pretty I was looking at the stats going off we've got a pretty even mix between America and Britain of audience members so choose choose your favourite word loft or attic the upstairs bit of the house yes (laughs) above the upstairs the roof the furthest upstairs (laughs) and she yeah she goes into that room and just as her mother hangs herself yeah so it's a nice cheerful start great start (laughs) so this poor young girl finds herself finds herself finding her mother Hanging from the rafters. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut and Claire is now a teenager. Yeah. The dog's still there. Yeah. A bit older. So she, she wakes up in bed, doesn't she? So we, we, I think we're supposed to think that that first bit is her memories of that happening. Yeah, well, yeah. She wakes well, up in she's bed. Having a dream dream, yeah, she's, but it definitely did happen. Yeah. So she heads off to school that morning. Yeah, on a bike. On a push bike. bike. On a push bike. Um, and she nearly gets wiped out by a car full of... Mean, mean bitches. girls. Yeah. Now, during Sierra Burgess as a loser is going to come up a little bit during this podcast for obvious reasons. During that episode of this podcast, we always said that teen girls, mean girls, always hang around in threes, and that is the case in this film. Except one of them is a boy. Yes. <laughs> but her so I think um, that sometimes happens. Claire's clique is also three as well. Yeah. Girls always hang around in threes. In Magic threes. number. Yeah. And yeah, she nearly gets run down um, while she's on a bike going to school, and she's has a load of the friendly old man down the road yeah who we later find out is her uncle her uncle we'll come, we'll come to that she gets to school and she's really embarrassed because her dad's there yeah why well, is he there he's dumpster diving he is dumpster diving so her, dad is, her dad's a dumpster diver so basically goes into dumpsters and trash cans trying to find anything of value 
and she'd asked him to not go anywhere near the ones at school because obviously that'd be embarrassing. Um, he needs to get in a storage container game, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Instead, on reality TV. <laughs> um, so yeah, Claire gets into school. She meets up with her friends. She's putting a poster up, isn't she? Yeah. For a forthcoming party or event yeah, at the school. Something's going on at the school. And the same sort of group of mean girls who nearly uh, ran her over earlier throw a load of paint on it, don't they? Sort of knock her into it and yeah. a load of... And she throw a drink at it. Drink and... Yeah, and they all drink spill out. over it. She said she'd been working on it for weeks and it was an amazing painted poster. Yeah. And this girl destroys it in one second. Darcy is the mean girl. Darcy's the bitch. We then cut back to her dad, who is still dumpster diving, and he finds a mysterious object. He does. In the bin. <laughs> so you find lots of mysterious objects in the bin. Yeah. But this is a strange box. Yes. Which like is a, quite ornate. Yeah, it's like a Chinese box. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name of the shape, but it's gone. It's like a, is it a hexagon or hexagon, an octagon? Something it's, like that. It's, it's got some sides. Yes. Many sided. So he thinks, I'm going to take this bit of trash home and give it as a gift to my daughter. Yeah, which, I mean, if if they're that short of money, wouldn't he have tried to flog it? Flog I mean, it. I appreciate well, his mate wanted he's to doing it, it not, he? his, yeah. his mate said, we'll get some money for that. And he was like, no, I'm going to give this to Claire. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, back at school, Claire gets into a bit of a fight with Darcy. Yeah. Did you catch what she called her? Yeah. <laughs> it probably made me laugh. She called her Smegma. Yeah, she did. And she didn't understand what that was, so there was a description. It reminded me of Red Dwarf. And I started thinking of Red Dwarf, which, again, for anyone who doesn't know, is a classic UK sitcom. Yeah. Set in space. Yeah. And, and Smeghead. Smeghead's quite Smeghead was a... Smeg was a much worse insult than Smeghead. <laughs> yeah. Was a sort of a catchphrase, in that? Yeah, and then it sort of just descends into a slap fight in the canteen. Yeah, they probably go for each other. Darcy and Claire. Yeah. The, her Claire's friends are trying to break it up well one of them's trying to break it up and the other one pulls her, pulls the one away and it's, trying to break it up yeah it's, it's all getting videoed obviously yeah. on, on the on mobile phone as, as it does these days and then there's a scene where Claire's with a friend who's an older lady yeah next door neighbour uh, yeah yeah family friend or whatever and, and she her, her basic answer is well you just need to find a bloke and yeah. you'll be alright yeah. <laughs> she seems <to> vastly <laughs> oversimplify matters for a teenage girl but there you go so she gets home after school yeah and after visiting her friend and her dad Jonathan gives her the box yeah he's wrapped it up as well he's got um, a gift wrap around it fortunately Claire can speak a bit of Mandarin yeah she's taking taking Chinese classes at school yeah so you see those lessons a couple of times which is really convenient it is but <laughs> it's not unrealistic no it's not no. Um, it's, it's in the here and now I'm aware that that does happen yeah because she can speak a little bit of Mandarin, she is able to decipher a couple of words on the on the box. Yeah. Uh, wishes seven. Yes. Wishes seven. That's all she can figure out what it says. So she thinks it's just a bit of a novelty item that she's been given. She can't get it open. Nope. It doesn't open. So it's just this nice, it's pink and black, isn't it? It's yeah. Nice ornate box. She just sort of gives it a shake and um, yeah. makes a wish. She does make, she makes her first wish. So there's a few wishes during this, but this is the first one. What does she wish for? She says, I wish that Darcy Chapman would go rot. Yeah. Not a nice thing to wish for, but Darcy Chapman is the horrible girl. Yeah. It's the second week in a row we've had rotting. Yeah, it is. After, uh, oh, I've got to say the name of it now. After I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to miss talking about that one. (laughs) She goes to sleep and unbeknownst to Claire... 
in the middle of the night, the box opens. Yes. And yes. plays a little tune. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, presumably, Darcy is having a sleepover. Yeah. And she wakes up in the morning. Yes. She, <laughs> her foot has gone minging. Foot's gone minging. She's basically started to rot. Yeah. She, her foot's gone all rotten. It's gone black. Have you ever yeah. seen Mr. Deeds starring Adam yeah. Sandler? <laughs> when the butler just hammers his black foot with a poker. Yeah, it'd gone it's exactly like that. Like that. Um, and then a piece of her face had fallen off, fallen yeah. off as well. And she had basically just started to rot, which is not great. So it turns out she's got necrofasciitis. Excellent. Is that well how done. You say it? I don't know. <laughs> the fleshy, it sounded right. Flesh eating disease. Yeah. Which you can catch at all good British hospitals. Yeah. Did they say she caught it in a swimming pool or something? I think that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what, th- that's what they think. They So she goes away to get that treated. She's not in the film for quite a while after that, which is a bit of a bonus for Claire and her friends. Yes, it is. They, they're happy with that. It's sometime later. I think, it, I guess it's the end of the next day. Uh, the, the end, end of, of the day. day. So after she's found out about what's happening. Yeah, because she goes Darcy. to school and finds out that Darcy's yeah. ill. Yeah. She gets home and the dog's not there waiting for her. Yeah, which is unusual. Because, as you said, it's the same dog from the start of the movie, so he's been with them years. So it's an old yeah. dog, like 12, 13, 14 years, however long. And she can't find him. Yeah. I think it's called Max. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, yeah. And for some reason she goes, she finds his collar. She goes under the porch. She goes in the like, crawl space under the house, yeah. actually, that the Americans yeah. have. And this is the only bit in the film that made me jump. When then two rats fall out. Yeah. Yeah. The rats fell on her. <laughs> yeah, there's two rats that fall straight in front of her. And the dog's dead. The dog is dead under the house. And he's been eaten but by rats. It's not a pretty scene. You can see all his little dogs. And... Yeah, dead dog. Dead dog film. So if, you, if you're squeamish about dead dogs, don't watch this film. Uh, back at school, Claire asks her Mandarin teacher, does he know what the characters, the letters on the box are? And he says that they're ancient Chinese. And that he... he there are, so they're a different dialect. He can't translate them but he has a school friend oh no her school friend sorry so this is ray ryan ryan <laughs> ryan yeah. ryan he has a cousin yes who studies a ancient chinese yeah. who may be able to help yeah is this the point yeah this is the point where she makes her next wish isn't it yeah she goes home and she's really sad about a dog yeah so claire's on her own in her bedroom She's got being a, very upset. She's got a crush on a guy at school. So she's upset about a dog. She's upset that the guy at school doesn't like her or doesn't yeah. even know she exists. So yeah. she uses a second wish. So her second wish is she wishes Paul would fall madly in love with her. Yeah. The box opens again later on. Yeah, again while she's asleep. While she's asleep, I think, yeah. And plays its music. And the next day, Paul talks to her. Yeah. The first time in what seemed like a long time. At the same time, there's, these two scenes are like spliced together, aren't yeah. they? So her elderly uncle, who we met earlier in the film, I think his name was his name Silas. No, August. August, and it was something like that. Silas is nothing like August. It's both got nuts in it. Somewhere. <laughs> okay. It's a similar name. As tenuous as my link earlier. Oh, yeah, true. It's a similar name. Um, he's getting in the bath. He's going to have a nice bath, and really, I don't want to say comically because it wasn't funny. Did you think it was funny? Uh, the, the second part of it I thought was the funny. The second part was stupid. It was unnecessary. Yeah, it was stupid. You're right. <laughs> so he slips in the bath and quite violently cracks his head open on the side of the bath. Old people should always have non-slip yeah. 
plastic bath things in yeah, there. Yeah, those rubber duck mat things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he slips, cracks his head open and falls under the water. Yeah. And then just... He's getting waterboarded. He's basically waterboarding himself because the tap's still on. Then he sits up suddenly and cracks his head on the tap that's above him. That's made me laugh. It was a bit unnecessary. It was go for the comedy side of the... Bit. I don't think it was. I think it was going for a, another jump scare because he'd, he'd fell. Yeah. And then... You thought he was, you were supposed to think he was dead, but then he lets a big gasp of Bang, air. Sits up quickly. Sits up, smacks his head on the underside of the tap. And dies That just made me laugh, I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. <laughs> it's, I'm sure that was not how it was supposed to be. Uh, I don't across. think it was either, but the, I'm going to say it at this point. Right, this is a horror film. There's nothing in this film that's scary. No, I'm not saying I want to, I don't want to watch an hour and a half of just gore and blood and guts. No. But there was nothing in this. There's, that bit with the dog was the goriest bit in this. Yeah, there's no there's no gory scenes in it. To, to, to be honest, it really reminded me of the Final Destination films. Yeah, me as, too. As much as their horrors, this is that sort of vibe. It was kind of part Final oh. Destination, and then it had a bit of like Hellraiser with the little yeah. with the box, uh, and uh, yeah, it, there were none of these deaths were anywhere near as inventive as anything that I can remember from Final Destination. No. I don't want to say it's a co- it's not a comedy horror. No, I don't. But, think, I don't think they were going for that at all. No, I don't. But it also isn't a horror. It's a really weird position. But the Final Destination films are the closest thing I can compare them to. Uh, it's yeah, it's got loads of elements. That's what they're trying to recapture. Yeah, I think definitely, you're right. definitely. So anyway, he's dead, Uncle August. But Claire, but Paul's spoken to her. So with this, we're starting to see a pattern. Yeah, we're starting we are. to see it. Yeah. It takes a little while for Claire to see it. So Claire gets home and her dad informs her that Uncle August has died. Yeah. She goes straight... She, there's no hesitation on this. Yeah. She is she's no straight away what she's going to do. Yeah. She legs it upstairs. Yeah. She gets the magic box and she makes her third wish, which is, I wish that Uncle August would leave me everything. Yeah. Because he's... Rich. The, he's rich. He's like... Proper rich. Like Tony Stark rich. <laughs> For he some does. reason, he's allowing his family to live in desolation. Yeah, yeah. But, so he does, obviously, because these wishes are coming true. I, this is another bit that made me laugh, and I don't know if it was supposed to. <laughs> so she, when, she, when she's later having a conversation with her dad, and he gets off the phone, and he says, Uncle August has left us everything. Yeah. And she, she says, no way. And he says, way. <laughs> I was transported back to Wayne's world. Yeah. I'd not heard that for like, since the last time I watched Wayne's World. <laughs> wow, I haven't watched Wayne's World in a long time. I wonder if that still holds up. So then there's like a being rich montage. They're hovering that rich girl montage. So they move into a new house, get a new car. Yeah, it's a beautiful mansion. Go shopping. Yeah, you get the... Her two friends come round. They're there a lot. So it's this point, because we've not... I know we sort of hinted at it, that this person was in this film. Yeah. Earlier on, and last week. Yeah. But one of Claire's friends is played by Shannon Purser. Yes, she is. Sierra Burgess herself. Yeah. And again, she's pretty good in this film. Yeah, she is. Both of her friends were quite good, I thought. Yeah. I've written their names down, but not at this point. One's called June, remember that. That's... Meredith. So yeah. Sharon, Shannon Purse is June. Yep. Sydney Park is Meredith. Okay. Shannon Purse is June. They were probably the two best things about this film. Yeah, they were both really good. They were. They There's a bit later on, which we'll come to, that I thought they were both really good in. Yeah, as the girls are sort of having fun being rich yeah. buying hats and handbags we and haven't had our, our consequences for this latest wish no it's, so, it's so taking its time this one because so they've had a chance to move now. it it does yeah the do box, you want to go through it I can do yeah so the box opens up and starts playing its music again so that's 
the sign of something bad's about to happen. So the wish happens, but the the bad thing is when the music starts playing in the box. Yeah? Yeah. So the neighbour, the elderly, well, she's not elderly, but the neighbour friend that we met earlier on, middle-aged. Yeah. Um, she's cooking some dinner and she's got a pan on the boil and she puts the pan on the gas and the pan boils over and the gas goes out. So you think, oh, she's going to get blew up because you know something's going to happen to this woman at this point. We've all seen Final Destination. So the, the gas goes out, but she manages to get to the hob and she turns the hob off. So she saved herself. Then she gets her hair caught in the garbage disposal yeah. in the sink. So she's oh. got a big, long ponytail. She gets scalped, basically. She, does, she? And she creates a neck. Yeah. And there's this horrible cracking noise. Because uh, she gets violently pulled down into the garbage disposal. Yeah. And her head flips back over the sink and just her neck snaps. Yeah. And you she, don't really see that. You don't really see it, but you, you, you see the violent... the crunch. And, yeah. and the crunch. And uh, the pair... That she does get scalped at the same time. As a British person, yeah, garbage disposals are terrifying. Yeah, me. and me, I've never never used one, but we we don't really have them over here. No, do we, we don't, and and they're just. Well, the only experience I've got of them is from this sort of situation <laughs> in films, because this sort of thing has, seems to happen a lot. Yeah, I, I wonder just, what I the just, stats are on garbage disposal I, death. I just find them a bit terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> this woman had got a hand down it because she got, yeah. she got some carrot or something stuck in it, yeah. and she got a hand down in, a, and you thought she's going to rip her arm off. Yeah, and then her hair got stuck in it. No, no, don't like it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> just put it in the bin. Yeah, or the compost. <laughs> then there's then and then it just veers to a scene of Ryan Felipe playing saxophone. <laughs> yeah. So he's a, he's a sax man. Yeah. I can't, so that just happens. Yeah. And then we'll come back to that later on. <laughs> but that's, that's just put in there. Yeah, there is a random scene there. And then Claire has a nightmare. So back to Claire's sleep, she, had another, she has another nightmare about a box. Yeah. And also there's someone in her garden. Yes. Somebody's in the... So when she wakes up, there's somebody there yeah. watching. Actually in the garden. So I've just realised yeah. I said box and garden in the same sentence <laughs> and it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Backyard. Garden. No, that's not as bad. <laughs> anyway, let's move on quickly. Is this the point where Paul breaks up with his current girlfriend? Yes, the next day at school. Yeah, Paul breaks up with his current girlfriend. Like, literally six feet away from Claire. Yeah, Claire's at her locker and she can overhear this conversation. The girlfriend storms off. Drops her shoulder drops on Drops her shoulder on Claire as she goes past. Paul and, uh, follows, and walks, <laughs> walks over and asks her out instantly. There's like five seconds between the breakup and the... Proposal? He moves fast. That kid moves fast. But he's madly in love with her. Yeah. He can't help himself. He's fallen madly in love with her. Because this is a film with Shannon Purser in where a boy's fallen in love with a girl against his will. Who would afford it? That's a very niche. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I thought about that when I was watching it. I was like, oh, I'm going to really go for this bitch. <laughs> that is a real niche genre of film. Yeah, she's got it nailed. Into. She's got it nailed. The uh, un- unwilling boy love stories. Claire and Ryan... Yeah. Her this, other classmate. Yeah, this is the point where she we really get introduced to Ryan. Yeah. They go to try and translate the rest of the characters on the box. Yeah, he says he, his cousin's an expert in ancient Chinese. Yeah. And she, she can translate what's on the box. So they go and visit her. Gina. Gina. I was going to say Gloria, but that's probably because I've been watching Orange is the New Black. Uh, she, find, she translates most of the box. She can't get it all. And it says, the box will grant seven wishes. Hands have to be on the box and then the final bit that she translates says abandon lose or sell me and all wishes will be undone uh, there is one bit more she says because there's a oh, sentence that she can't 
<laughs> no. Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> oh, is this the name? No. Oh, okay. Although that isn't there. It was that on the box. That's on the. Yeah. So there's two more bits then. There's a name underneath. Yeah. Don't give me the. <laughs> I could hear your eyes rolling. There. There's a name underneath. Yeah. Lumai. Lumai. <laughs> Lumai. All right, Mister Pedantic. Lumai. Yeah. So what's the other bit that I haven't written down? There's a sentence which says, when the music ends. Yeah. And then she can't get the end of okay. the sentence. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad. You're right. Because she, she, a... she has to email a friend. <laughs> yeah, she has to email one of her friends. I don't think there's any argument about you being bloody minded. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've, you've totally made me lose my train. Sorry. Lou May, that's what I was going to say. Lou May, yeah, so... We get a bit of a story about who Lu Mei was. So they Google her. Yeah. So she's a, a a Chinese woman who basically made a pact with the demon. Yeah, she was. She said it says she was quarantined in a train car, where all her family died. Yeah, she was the only survivor. She was the only survivor. A demon came to her, and suddenly she became wealthy, and all enemies vanquished. Yeah. And she killed herself in 1922. Yeah. So that's the story of Lu Mei. So we're getting a bit of history on the box because things are. This box has clearly been used before by different people. Correct. And then I've written there, box also says when music stops, something happens. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I've written it later on. All right. I've just um, written so, my notes correctly. So. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, you've got a feisty one tonight. Um, so she takes a picture of the box and sends it to her friend. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah, so on the way back from Gina's apartment, yeah, Ryan and Claire... Yeah, Ryan's still there. See... Claire's dad, and yeah. he's still dumpster diving. Yeah, he's, even though they're rich and they've got this big house and cars and whatever, he's still doing his dumpster diving. It's nice to have hobbies. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see a problem with that. No, Claire did. Yeah, because she's straight back. Yeah, she playing goes with back the box to the wish box. And she gets home. Yeah. So, and, go on. So, this is wish number four. Yeah. I wish my dad would stop being so embarrassing. We've all made that wish before. <laughs> my dad's cool. Your dad is cool. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's cool. It can be embarrassing. As soon as that she's made that wish, the box instantly starts playing its music this time. It does, you're right. And we cut back to Gina, who is the girl, who is Ryan's cousin. And she is on the fire escape of her apartment. Yeah, she um, she gets a response back yes. from her colleague about what the rest of the sentence says. Yeah. And she is trying to forward it to Ryan to tell him. Yeah. And the power suddenly goes out. Yeah. So she can't she can't use a laptop, so she goes out onto the fire escape to try and use her mobile phone. Yeah. But that has no signal and then the door shuts and she drops her mobile phone. Yeah, she drops it off the fire escape. So she goes back into the apartment, all the lights are still off, and what happens to her? This is where it get this this scene was where I thought fucking hell, this is final destination because this is death following this girl around. She as she walks back in, she trips up the rug. And impales herself on a statue of... Was it an elephant? I just put some art. Some art with two like spikes coming out the yeah, front of it. Yeah, tusks of some beast. Yeah. Whether it and was mythical or went, I'm not sure. Her head went straight onto him. Yeah. So she's dead. Yeah, she's very dead. She, yeah. Um, and, and Ryan finds her the next morning. He does, yeah. And it turns out the end of the sentence is, a blood price is paid. Yes. So when the music ends, a blood price is paid. Yep. But at the same time, Gina is is getting impaled on a tusk. 
Yeah. Claire's dad, Jonathan, is being an absolute legend. Yeah. He's turned into the coolest man in the world. Started a band, playing the sax. Yeah. Shannon Purser says, your dad is hot. Yeah. So he's become less embarrassing. That's happened. But this poor girl's had to pay the price for that. Yeah. By getting her head stuck on an elephant. Yeah. So he says, when the music ends, the blood price is paid. Yep. So basically, every time you make a wish, you have to pay your price in blood. Yeah. Somebody's going to die. Ryan finds Claire the next day at school and he tells her what happened to Gina. Yeah. Which at that point, you would stop, surely. Yeah. This he says the... he says to her, because he doesn't know. So Ryan says to Claire, have you made any wishes? Yeah. Did you make a wish? How many have you made? Have you yeah. made one? Because this is what's happened to Gina, my cousin. And Claire is like... Mm. Yeah. She doesn't really give her an answer. She's kind of become addicted to it. Yeah. And she can't, she couldn't stop now even if she wanted to. So what does she do when she goes home? She makes another wish. So is this wish number five? It is, yeah. Then she makes, she wishes that she was the most popular girl in school. Why is she still wishing? <laughs> I've written that as well in big capital letters. Why, why is she still wishing? This so, is stupid. <laughs> By this point, this has just gone off the rails. It's, it's so unbelievable <laughs> and stupid. By this point, I'd, I'm off. I'm You've out. done. You lost it. Pretty much. <laughs> wow. I think that what they were trying to say is that the box had kind of possessed her a little bit and that it was taking control and she was addicted to it. Yeah. I think that's where they were going with it yeah. and she so couldn't she's, stop. She's slowly becoming, uh, not possessed, but influenced by the, yeah, the she, demon she and couldn't, the evil forces. She can't stop wishing now because yeah. the box is intrigued. I'm still on board. They get invited to a party because she's now the most popular girl in school. They get a party, yeah? Yeah. As popular kids go to parties. Yeah, she makes out the pool. She does, yeah. She gets a kiss from Paul. In the car. And he shows her a load of weird pictures. Yeah. Of her sleeping. Is that now? Oh, is it, is it not now? I may have messed it up. Mine. <laughs> oh, no. Karma may have come back. <laughs> Maybe my notes are the wrong Maybe way right. around. Hold on. No, I think you're right. That's later on. She finds the intruder in the garden first. Yeah. She's She has a dream about her mum. Wait, finding her mum's body again. Yeah, but it's her face. Yes. So it's she her finds f- herself hanging. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dream. And she wakes up and this intruder guy's outside her room again. So she runs outside and chases him down with a rake. Yeah. Um, she, he gets away, or whoever the intruder is gets away. And she tells the dad, the dad comes following out. Uh, she says that somebody's been following me ever since I got this box. That's it. That's the end of that night. Yeah, well, well it goes, there's a quick cut to Ryan because he's doing box research in his room. Yeah. So he's he's probably got like newspaper clippings and photographs yeah, and he's, he's got bits of string and he's done, done yeah, yeah he's done all that and I don't know if that was put there to try and create a bit of suspense that he might be the person yeah stalking her I'm not sure if so and it felt a bit of a token effort yeah but who knows who knows it's at this point as well that she finds the dead neighbour Mrs. DeLuca is that her name yeah cool yeah. Got the scalped garbage disposal lady. yeah she's been there for a while judging by Claire's reaction when she walks into the house. Yeah. Because it's donk. Um, she has a bit of an argument then with all of her friends, doesn't she? So she basically comes clean. She tells them about the box. Yeah. And at first they don't believe her. Yeah. But then they kind of come around to the idea. Yeah. Because, well, how else has she got all this money? Money and, and yeah. yeah. And why is everybody dying all around her? So, June, as it said, June, he, yeah. she tells her, you've got to get rid of this box. Did you catch what Meredith said to her? What? She, this might, actually, I didn't think I'd got a line of the film. I'm just going to go with this because Meredith calls her a selfish box of bitch sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as good as it gets. Selfish bowl. Sorry, selfish bowl of bitch sauce. 
which made me laugh. So I'm going with that for the line of this film. Um, why have you not killed world peace or why have you not killed cancer? You've used five, you've wasted five wishes, yeah. you've got two left. Basically, that's the argument that Meredith and June have with her. And they tell her to get rid of it. Yeah. They tell her it's got to go, you've got to get rid of it. Just as she's about to chuck it in the bin, in an echo of what her mum did earlier in the film, she hears her dad playing the saxophone and she realises that she's made him happy. Yeah. But he's less embarrassing now. I think that's what we were supposed to get from that. Yeah, although she's not actually, you know, talked to him. No. And asked him at no if he's point in this or... film does she talk to him. <laughs> except when she's telling him off a dumpster dive. Yeah. They go to another party now. Wicker man party or what was, what were they doing? They were burning something. The burning man. Was it the burning man? Was the, yeah, there was some, well, it was, it was the a local man. version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the burning man. Festival. Yeah, they were burning something. Yeah. Um her and Paul have another kiss and this is where it comes out about he'd been taking creepy photos of her. So he's so in love with her that he is literally he's watching her sleep. He's basically a stalker. He's the guy who's been in the garden. He's been he's taken photos of her asleep. He's taken photos of her everywhere she's been. So he's fallen so madly in love with her that he's gone too far the other way. Yeah. And so she breaks up with him. Yep. And he says something like, this isn't the end or it's yeah. not over or something like that. It gets a bit... They're, they're on like a treasure hunt, aren't they? Or something? Yeah. They're, they're playing that... They're playing some sort of mobile phone game. Yeah. Where you have to spit like Pokemon Go, but for ghosts. Yeah, I think that's was that, was that what they were doing. It's not important, but it's yeah, not important but that's why all. they're sort of going from location to location in this next bit. Yeah, they end up it, in the hotel, it, isn't it? It spins up a little bit because the music box opens just as the piece of the fire falls over. Yeah, nearly crushing June. Yeah, Shannon Purser. But at the same time as that's happening, a dad gets a tire blowout. Yeah, which is never a good thing. Having been the recipient of one before with you in the car it was horrible and freezing at midnight on the M1 so he's trying to change his tyre and very final destination is yeah so he, he jacks the car he up. jacks the car up, then he loses the locking wheel nut yeah as he's going under the car to find it the tyre rolls away he gets out from under the car just as, as the jack just as the jack makes the car fall and the tyre bounces up in the road hits another car and flies back at him a million miles an hour. This guy's reactions. He fucking matrixed it. <laughs> oh, this world. I don't know how he did. How he didn't get him. But you didn't he, know this was a superhero film no, as well. I did didn't. You? I didn't. So he, he proper matrixed it. So June's had a near death experience. Her dad's had a near death experience, which just leaves Meredith. Meredith. So they've gone. They've got ended up in this. They're playing some sort of mobile phone game that's a bit like Pokemon Go with guests. Yeah. So she's trying to catch this massive, like the Pikachu of ghosts. Yeah. Um, so they go to this hotel. She goes up in the lift because she figures out this is where this ghost is. Um, she gets it. As she's coming back down in the lift, the lift stalls. So she calls Claire. She called Claire or June. She calls one of them. And while she's on the phone to them, the lift plummets 26 stories. Yeah, the cable snap. Cable snap. She gets squished she and gets, sliced. She gets lift squished. So... Meredith's done. That is all happening just as Claire confesses to June that she still has the box. Yeah. So June loses her shit. Yeah. She says, this is all your fault. She storms off. Ryan is there. This is the weirdest bit in the film. Because Ryan wasn't there. No. <laughs> then he, he appeared. He appears at the hotel. Yeah. And he... Yes, I know what you're going to say because this is weird. <laughs> and I had to look it up to see if it was him or not. There's, there's, there's a couple of reasons why this was weird. So Ryan basically says... I've been doing all this research. Yeah. Does he take her back to his play, Yeah, he goes back to his... And shows her his beautiful mind stuff. Yeah. And he's managed to trace some of the history of the box. Yeah. What the hell was this bit about? I don't know. 
I honestly don't know. There's a, so there's a, I don't even know how to explain it. There's a bit of a weird flashback. Yeah, the which, previous owner of the bar. Which is basically, I think it's the last owner. Yeah. That he's traced it back to. Yeah. And for some random reason, it's Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Like proper famous Hollywood actor yeah, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell. From Stand By Me and Jerry Maguire. And Every, loads of stuff. Loads of stuff. Uncredited cameo. He's not even in the credits. Do you know what's really weird about it? What? So his his whole family's died, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's basically showing how he the box affected his yeah. life. Yeah. And he picks up a photo, and it's you clearly see his family. Yeah. And the woman in it is his wife. It's his real wife. Really? Yeah. I didn't pick that. Up. It's it's um what's her name Rebecca Rom Romian, who was in the X Men. She was the original Mystique and all yeah, the X Men yeah. films. They're like quite a famous celebrity couple. So it was even her photo. How strange. I know he was in, so Jerry O'Connell was in this for two minutes. Yeah, at the most. And then what, did he burn the, yeah, he got, burn the house down? Burn the house down and the box and got That's him. how he committed that's, suicide. Yeah, he killed himself because the box got him. Do you think this was setting up a sequel? Possibly. Or a prequel or something? Possibly. Why else would he have been in this? Unless he was just on set one day as a friend of somebody or something. I don't know. It's really random. It really stuck out to me. It did, because I was like, is that fuck? That's Jerry O'Connell. And I, I looked it up and I was like, that is so weird. That, the only, like I said, the only thing I think of was like, this was like a trail for like, almost to set up another yeah, movie. possibly or, right. If this had been successful. Yeah. Don't know. But I don't know. It, it threw me completely. It was, it really took me out of it as well. <laughs> it was like, really strange. Uh, Ryan then says he's managed to find another another bit of writing on it. Yeah, he's found it? some more writing on the box, or he's managed to translate some more about writing on the box. And it basically says, after seven wishes, the demon claims the soul. Yeah, so once you've used the seven wishes, you're done. Yeah. And so, then she tells Ryan that she's used five. Yeah. Already. So he agrees then to help her get rid of it, and they have a bit of they have a bit of a montage of trying to destroy it. Yeah. He smashes it with a sledgehammer. Doesn't work. The sledgehammer breaks. That's why I don't think this is a comedy film. Because if you'd have wanted to make this a bit of a black comedy, this would have been a longer montage of more yeah, funny more ways of them trying to destroy Trying to this destroy box. it and not do it, but that was all they did. Uh, this is also... The, that night is when she finds out that Paul's the intruder because he's in her room with a knife. Yeah, and he cuts himself. Yeah, slits his wrists. Yeah. Yeah, poor Paul. Bless him. He's Yeah, he's gone loco. Yeah, so the next morning the box is gone. Yeah, it's not in its hiding place. No, she hides it in like a vent in the bedroom. But things now start to undo. Yeah. Because it turns out, as as Claire's coming downstairs, the police are at the door. Yeah. And they're talking to they Jonathan. Don't. Yeah. And it turns out, old Uncle August never paid any tax. Yeah, for 10 years. So they get kicked out of the mansion. Yeah, get He's got no money years. left. He's got no money left. Yeah. The man's taking it all back. <laughs> So, so everything's starting to go back to normal. So she's back at school, yep. which I presume, I presume this is literally the next day. Yeah, yeah. And Paul's there. Was he? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he you're was, right, he was. Because Darcy comes back. Yeah. Her rotting face has started to fade He was, bit, you're right. And Paul's just I hadn't noticed that. But he just slit his wrist last night. Yeah. Unless that was, a, was that a dream? No. What, that he slit his wrist? Yeah. I don't think so. I think they put him on the stretcher and everything. Yeah, I think they did. I had not, honestly, I had not spotted that. That must have been a dream. That no, really can't was. be a continuity. So the only thing I can think of is that as things have undone themselves, 
that's almost not happened. But I, I swear to you, you go back and watch it again. He got taken away on a stretcher. He slit his wrist. He's there the next day at school because he walks past her with the yeah, he mean does. girls. He does, you're right. I'm going to have to watch that bit again because that's thrown me now because it can't be, or can it be, that it undoing itself? Because the dog doesn't come back to life. No. Nothing else. That's, that's what I mean. Nothing else doesn't. seems to happen. That must have been a dream. That can't be a continuity error. That's too big. That, it must have been a dream. Might have to be the first bit of uh, action replay. Yeah. yeah, I might have to go back and rewatch that bit. Clarify for next week. But I, uh, that's how I took it. It can't be. That's ma- if that's a continuity error. That ma- that's massive. That's stupid. But yeah, it's like he didn't say anything to her. But he was definitely he definitely was with them when they walked back. Because Darcy said yeah, something right, like, "Oh, nice, I'm back now." Frozen, frozen another drink at her. Yeah, she does. And he was definitely with them. Yeah, anyway. he was. Anyway, we'll check that out and we'll come back to you next week on that. This is the point now where Claire finds out that June has stolen the box. Yeah. Yeah? So they have a fight. They have a bit of a bit of a rock. Claire steals it back and they have a bit of a ruckus on the stairs and June goes flying down them. Yep. So literally. I don't, did she die? I don't think she died. I don't think she is, no. She's definitely knocked out though. Yeah, she's at the bottom of the stairs. So Ryan, Ryan's there again because he's just like, just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> he does. Um, and they have a bit of an argument about the box. He finds June at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, and she goes, Claire goes completely crazy at this point now. Yeah. Because she tell, she says to Ryan, leave me alone. And if you don't leave me alone, I'll use a wish on you. But she goes home and uses a wish anyway. She goes home and uses a wish. She's she's consumed by this box. Now. Yeah. She, there's, there's no other reason why she would still be using. She's lost a dog. She's lost her uncle. She's lost her best mate. And the friendly lady. And the friendly neighbour next door. And one more. Somebody else. Oh, well, that was Ryan's cousin. Oh, and Ryan's cousin. You should really know anyway, said Matt. And this wish is pretty massive because this time she wishes that her mum had never killed herself. Yeah. And instantly, as soon as she makes that wish, her mum knocks on the door. So this is the bit I liked. Yeah. Because it took the film in a bit of a different direction. Yeah. Because you're suddenly into like alternate timelines and people being back and so... She got two sisters now. Yeah, this was by far the most interesting bit. Yeah, her mother hasn't aged at all. No, nope. even though, <laughs> even though she's been dead for she's like twelve years, years old, fifteen yeah. years older, and had two more kids. Yeah, Claire goes back up into the attic. Yeah, and she finds a painting of the box. Yeah, because her mum's a bit of an artist. Yeah, and Claire is as well. Yeah, they're they're both a bit of art, but she's yeah. found a painting that her mum did of the box, and the box starts playing its music. So. It then cuts back to the very first bit of the film where her mum throws the package in the bin before she goes upstairs and commits yeah. suicide. So are we now led to believe this box is haunting this family? Uh, I definitely think her mum owned it at some point and then it somehow got to a, her. So it went between her and her mum. Yeah, that's definitely what's implied, isn't it? Yeah, yeah her mum had definitely had it. That didn't come up in Ryan's research, did it? No, no, it didn't. Anyway, just, yeah, again, just didn't quite flow... There's there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of unfortunate plot holes, but so the block the blocks the blocks starts playing its music again. It does because a wish has been made. Yes, so a blood price has to be paid, and this time it is her dad that pays the price. Yeah, so he is outside chopping a tree down with his mate. Yeah, his mate slips off the ladder, and the chainsaw chainsaws his head off. Yeah, bye bye Ryan Felipe, and she's still wishing. Yeah, she has one wish left. But she's almost had a moment of clarity. Yeah. Because at least she's kind of got a plan now. Yeah, so... Straight back upstairs. Straight back upstairs. Instantly, she wishes that she could go back to the morning her dad found the box. Yeah. And she wakes up in bed with the dog. 
Yeah. Alla the first scene in the film. Uh, she calls Meredith on the phone. Meredith's still alive. Yeah. Her dad's still alive. Her dad's still alive. The dog's still alive. And we're back at the morning of the beginning of the film. And she asks her dad if she can go dumpster, dumpster diving, diving with, with them. Yeah, because she knows that this is the morning where her dad finds the box. Yeah. And she wants to find it first, which she does. So she finds the, the music box or the wish box, whatever it is. And she takes it before her dad gets a chance to see it. Yeah. And goes to school. She finds out Ryan. And now, bearing in mind, in this time now, she doesn't really know Ryan. She knows, yeah, she knows him. They're just, yeah, they're just school colleagues. And she, they have a bit of a connection about multiverses because he's all into his Marvel multiverses. And she tells him to go and bury the box. And if he does, she'll go out of him. Yeah. And then she kisses him. And then she turns around. Yeah. And she gets wiped out by Darcy's car. Yeah. Truck. It's a big, like... Big old truck. She, so gets, she, she gets bounced like a tennis ball. She does. She gets hit by a car, flew through the air into the windscreen of another car. Yeah. That's it. She gets wiped the fuck out. <laughs> she does. So the blood price is paid and the demon has taken the soul. She's dead. She's dead. Your film's done. Or is it? Or is it? Because did you... Did you see the credit scene this <laughs> you time? You did. I did. I didn't miss this one. But you can talk about it. So there's a little post-credit scene. Yeah. And it cuts back to Ryan out by a river. And he hasn't buried the box. No, he keeps it. He, and he he reads the bit of Chinese that he can translate on the box, which says seven wishes. Yeah. There you go. It all begins again. Now it's finished. Thoughts? It was stupid. Whilst I was watching this film, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Because there's nothing to it. Yeah. More I've thought about it in the, what are we now, three days since I've seen it, I've disliked it more and more. Really? And more. Yeah. I really like this. Really? <laughs> I did. I just thought it was... It, it is stupid and it does have... Waffle. It does have plot holes in it. But... I really like... There's a good story there. No. There is. <laughs> the, the story of... There's a good idea. There's a good I don't idea. think there's a good story. It's, it's told well. But, I don't think it is. <laughs> oh, there was going to be one. I knew there was going to be one come up soon where we disagreed completely on it. I agree with you, it's stupid. And it isn't... If it's a horror film, it isn't scary. And there are plot holes in it. But I, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Well, like I said, I, I did, whilst I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is fine. It's all right. But because, and normally, I probably never would have thought about it again. I would have just thought, oh, that's fine. But because I've got to come and talk about it, not because I've got to, <laughs> because I'm coming to talk about it yeah. for 40 minutes, it just didn't, it just, it has not stood up for me. I didn't find it, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was scary. A couple of the actors were were pretty good. There were yeah, there were, no one was Nobody terrible was in this. I didn't think any of the deaths were inventive. My positive bit of it would be I quite like the last couple of wishes. Yeah, it got better towards the end with the um, bringing her mother back and then going back to the start and fine. The ending was fine. Yeah, it had to sort of. She was always going to die. At the end. She was, but it was bloody hard work getting there. I thought <laughs> it's fine for me. I enjoyed it. It's, yeah, it's it's just stupid. It's just I, there's nothing memorable about this. Wow. I don't think. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not crap. It's no, not, it's not. It's not it rubbish. Crap. It's not it's, crap, but it's, it's just nothing. It's, it's just, just no. It's just meh. Yeah. Okay. I, personally, what's mem- what was memorable? I, I, what, what? I wouldn't say, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to recommend everybody go out and watch it because I'm not. But if you like these silly, low budget horror films, it's, it's like a cheap Final Destination. It's probably like 
the fourth or fifth Final Destination film. And if you like those sort of films, you're going to get something out of it, surely. I'm really surprised this because this is a proper other proper film. It's not a Netflix. It's not a film. Netflix original. No, it it did have a proper release cinema yeah. release. Yeah, it did. And that, it, that in America, it, did it felt like a TV movie. Yeah, in America, it had a cinema release. Yeah, so I don't think it did over here. It felt like America, a TV yeah. movie for me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. It felt like a Netflix film. You can imagine it being a Netflix original. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm over criticising it because, like I say, we we go through it in in a fair bit of detail. But I just, yeah, I. Well, Wow. It didn't stick stick out to me at all. I think, like you say, all those Final Destination films do this better. You know, yeah, they do. In terms of creative deaths, there's a shed load of it's, funny horror things that are better than this. It's probably past its time slightly because those sort of films are outdated now. And but I don't know. I just I didn't not like it. There was something there that was all right for me, and so that's going to make this next bit really interesting. Okay. Right, so, stream table. Who's going to take first shot? Wow. You take this is going to be an argument, isn't it? I knew you wouldn't like this film. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what gave you that impression? I just... What gave you that feeling, whatever? Because it's a piece of... It's a, it's a me film and it's not a you film. I really want to find a good horror film. That's our mission now on Netflix, I think. You know, I, not I'm not. I'd not, like to find spe- a good film. Not specific. We've seen watched some good we've, films. We've watched some good not, films. Not not for a while, admittedly. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I'd I'd love to find a a proper good creepy interesting horror film. And yeah, I'm with you. I would as well. Yeah, that will be. That's, be that's like going to be a, a if we're a video if bottom of the stream is a video game. That's now going to be a side quest. Yeah. I think. Um. Um, we'll, we'll see what Netflix can do for us. Yeah, go on then. You, you, um, I'm going on. You are first, bro. I think it goes um, just below Don't Kill It. So that would be, num- what, eight? eight? Uh, don't Kill It's an eight, so oh, it would be nine. ninth. Really? So between Don't Kill It and When We First Met. Okay. But I really, don't, I really enjoy Don't Kill It. <laughs> Where are you putting it? I put it after the package. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. We're I, a long way off on these, this film. I think I enjoyed everything above that more than this. Wow, that's the first time we've been that far apart. By wow. I don't even know, what do we do in this situation? I don't know, maybe we'll have to <laughs> split the difference. Let's let's go through it then. So you think it goes between the package and Awake Further Instructions? Yes. So it's better than Awake Further Instructions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed watching this more than that. But you enjoyed the package more? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. So that's another stupid film. It is. That, like, I didn't hate, but I didn't particularly... Oh, I'm torn here. This is hard now, because I really... Like I said last week, the I'm more sp- I think about The Cured, the further down in my mind it goes. So I, just... I I agree with you on that. I think, when I look at this table I think now, really... I, I think The Cured is maybe a bit high. I agree. Um, I think it is. But I'm, re- I'm really surprised you like this more than Bottom of the World. I did. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Wow. I don't know what to do. Well, if we split the difference, where would it go? <laughs> so if I'm putting it in ninth, you're putting it in fifteenth. <laughs> We're like, this is the furthest we've been away. This is this is what makes the stream table interesting, though. Halfway between that then is between bottom of the world and I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Okay. I am I happy with it going there? That's my question. 
depends how strongly you feel about this film because you <laughs> you're more str- feel more strongly about it me. I'm not that, but I'm not gonna just. I'm happy. Bow down. I'm happy because it's above the cured, and it is a better film than the cured. Okay. I don't know if I'm happy with it being a there because I think it's better. It is better than I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, which I hate saying because it's too long. <laughs> I'm happy with it going there. Are you happy oh, I'm giving you a couple of spaces. You're giving me a couple of spaces. Are you happy with it going between I am the pretty thing that lives in whatever that fucking film's called <laughs> and bottom of the world? Yeah, yeah. I think I am. Okay, we'll put it there then. <laughs> truce. There's a truce. That's our first... That's the first time in 20 episodes that we've been that far apart and things. And people will be getting the wrong impression about us because we have a very different opinion on films normally. And that's the first time we've really shown that, I think. I know this is the sort of film you'd watch for fun. Yes, it is. And I wouldn't choose this sort of thing as a, a Saturday night or whatever, you know. Yeah. I, it's not to, say, not to say I don't see the value in it. Because, I'd, I'd, like I say, whilst I was watching it, it you, was, it was alright right. until a certain point. And then, but yeah, as I say, I've thought about it. And the time, more I've thought about it since, the less I've liked it. So it's going there. It's yeah. going in 11th for the second week in a row. Okay. Happy? Yeah. Yeah, fair reflection, I think. He's steaming. I'm not steaming. steaming. I'm just, I don't know if I'm happy with when we first met being above it, but we'll come, we'll get to that. Right, shall we pick next week's film? Yeah, let's do it. This is the longest episode we've ever done. Let's see what's next. Um, Okay, next on our list of things to just dissect is Hold the Dark. Okay. Just find that on IMDb and we'll see what that's all about. This has come up before. Has it? Yes, because, correct me if I'm wrong, my memory is not always the most reliable, but I think this is the same director that did Murder Party. Jeremy Saunier, yeah. it is indeed. And we mentioned we did this mention was, the the, this we was did on mention the list. We did mention this was on the list, you're right. So that's what we're doing next week. First, so this week was our first repeat actor, Trust. This week, next week's our first repeat director. Excellent. You think we've been doing this too long? <laughs> no. <laughs> So, there's, there's like 100 things on this list at the minute. <laughs> so the synopsis for Hold the Dark is Retired naturalist and wolf expert Russell Core journeys to the edge of civilization in northern Alaska at the pleading of Meadow Sloan, a young mother whose son was killed by a pack of wolves. As Core attempts to help Medora track down the wolves who took her son, a strange and dangerous relationship develops between the two lonely souls. But when Medora's husband Vernon returns home from the Iraq war, the news of his children's death ignites a violent chain of events. As local cop Donald Marion races to stop Vernon's vengeful rampage, Cora is first forced on a perilous odyssey into the heart of darkness. Very long premise. Very long synopsis. Do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah. Dear Mr. Core, three days ago my son Bailey was taken by wolves. No one in the village will hunt them. My husband will come home from the war soon. I must have something to show him. So you come to kill it? To kill the one that took him? I came to help if I can. To explain this if I can. It's not the first time people died out there. Side was scattered with pieces of bodies. That's what you get when you talk to the villagers. 
people are dying. That's no, real enough. Leave us to the devils. You're the one fault, my boy. Yes. Do you raise the dead? No, sir. Then I have no questions for you. Never seen anything like this before. The behavioral term is savaging. I'm not talking about animals here, Mr. Core. Well, if you say so. premise in the world the longest trailer in the world it looks like a proper film it looks good i'm excited for that one hold the dark hold the dark so go out and watch that and we'll be back next week to talk about it cheers thanks <laughs>